Hey everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 13. I'm your host, Stephen Westway, back again. Sorry about the delay on the podcast this afternoon, but we've still got plenty of action to talk about. The round has not kicked off yet. It all starts tonight from 8pm when the St. George Laura Dragons host the Brisbane Broncos um, from the Strata Jubilee Stadium. I've been prepping for the Origin season, pumping myself up, getting it ready to go for next Wednesday where the State of Origin 2021 campaign kicks off at Townsville um, due to COVID restrictions in Melbourne. The game has been moved from the MCG up to Townsville. That news confirmed by the NRL earlier in the week. Somehow, Queensland are hosting both the first two games of the series, so it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it plays out because when you look at the statistics, and I don't know how exactly this happened, but the last time State hosted two State of Origin games, it was Queensland back in 2017. So you'd think that it would be New South Wales' turn, but obviously the game's finger from a financial point of view and trying to regain some of the money that they lost during COVID. So Queensland have a bit of a leg up and have both the opening two games of the series. Uh, I'm going to talk about more of that with... Uh, returning this year, just an announcement for you guys, returning this year, just like last year, Steve's State of Origin previews. So next week, there's going to be two editions of Steve's NRL Footy Tips. There's going to be the usual Steve's NRL Footy Tips for round 14. will come out on the Thursday next week. But on the Tuesday morning, we'll have Steve's State of Origin preview uh, for game one up there in Townsville. So check both of those ones out. I'm going to be talking about my prediction for the match, who I think the X factors are of the game how I think the forward pack battle is going to play out and who my first try scorers are as well. So, um, and my man a match as well. Um, so a lot to look forward to uh, when you guys check out Steve's State of Origin Game 1 preview out on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more on Tuesday morning. So remember to check that one out. But, um, you know, that, that having two games really gives Queensland a leg up, especially considering that uh, when New South Wales have played in Queensland over the 41-year history of State of Origin, New South Wales have only won 30% of matches. And to keep the series alive for a decider, they've obviously got to win at least one of those two matches up there in Queensland. So um, it's going to be a tough ask for the Blues, but hopefully they're up for the challenge. And if they're lucky, they can even win both games and come back down to Sydney uh, for a potential chance at a whitewash. But uh, it's a big season for Brad Fittler and his New South Wales Blues, considering what happened at the end of last year as well. So um, looking into uh, round 12 and looking forward to round 12 of the Telstra Premiership, we've still got plenty of action coming your way, and it all kicks off tonight from Nostrada Jubilee, as I said, where the St. George Dragons host the Brisbane Broncos. Um, so four big games. It's almost like round 12 is a bit of an afterthought, and I was originally going to do season reviews um, in progress, the midway point for each of the teams, but with so much happening in the world of rugby league, I'm going to keep the podcast simple, short and sweet uh, this week because I've got two coming up next week for you guys to check out, and then maybe we'll we'll run through how the teams are progressing, and we'll really look next week on the normal edition of the show at the race for the top eight. So a lot to look forward to on Steve's NRL Footy Tips. Let's get to the round 13 action right now. And as I mentioned, the action for round 13 will all kick off from 8pm tonight from the Stratus Jubilee Stadium when the St. George or Dragons host the Brisbane Broncos. A lot of changes for both sides as both sides are desperately looking for a win. The Broncos had a good win a couple of weeks, weekends ago against the Roosters. Really looked good in that game. They failed to back it up last week. They were in the match early against Melbourne, but the class and, the, and you know, just the... 
they're like a fine wine, Melbourne, and they just uh, ended up getting over the top of the Broncos late in that first half and really uh, cemented uh, a big victory in the second half in that game. So um, they're facing a Dragon side at home who uh, the Dragons obviously have been going through a rough patch lately. In the last two weeks were both games that they were, you know, probably should have won when you looked at their opposition, the Sharks. Even though they've had a lot out, the Dragons, the Sharks uh, were vulnerable and the, they ended up winning Golden Point in that game with Chad Townsend field goal. And then last week, the Tigers just blew them off the park. So both of these teams are going to be pretty desperate. Both have made significant changes for the Broncos. Anthony Milford's out again. Payne Huss did get injured, but then get picked for New South Wales as well. So he's in the State of Origin side. Uh, Xavier Coach is out for Queensland duties as well. They do welcome back Alex Glenn, Jordan Rickey, who is the 18th man. Matt Lodge comes and replaces Payne Huss and Tyson Gamble back into the house. He's going to partner Albert Kelly. And the only time those two have partnered this year so far, they did defeat the Sydney Roosters. So um, it would be good for those two to play together again and get some confidence knowing that they won their first game together. The Dragons, well, they've made a few changes as well. They're bringing uh, Matt Dufty's back at fullback, back from injury. Ravalala is a big inclusion there in the wing. Josh Kerr's back, um, but the big one, uh, playing his first game since the 2018 semi-final loss to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Jack DeBellin will make his return for the Dragons tonight from the bench, and it will be interesting to see how many minutes he plays, considering uh, the reports from his coach um, of the of the Illawarra Cutters, I believe it is, unless. I think they're still the Cutters. They might be the Steelers now. But uh, the reports suggested that he was uh, he was pretty gassed and pretty tired uh, five minutes into his comeback. So the Dragons are at home, they've got to be in front of a pretty big crowd, I reckon. The weather's not fantastic, but I think the Dragons' fateful get out there. Jack Bird shifted to the second row as well. I forgot to mention that one, so we'll see what influence he can have on the game in the forward pack. I like that move personally. Uh, but in front of their home crowd... You would hope for a big performance from a Dragons team that, you know, have been really struggling. They've only won one out of their last seven games. Um, their sole victory coming against the uh, lowly placed Canterbury Bulldogs, who have only won one game this season. So um, you've got to think against the Brisbane Broncos team who are missing some of their best players. I mean, Payne Huss and Xavier Coates have been instrumental to their you know, minimal success over the last few years. The Dragons can make a statement here, but I'm not too sure about it, to be honest. I mean, if I'm going off form, I actually think the Broncos have been traveling better than the Dragons recently. I know they've only won, you know, one game recently also against the Roosters, but I feel like the Broncos can really start games off strong. They seem to really struggle in the last 10 minutes of the first half, and then the second half, opponents blow them away. But the fact that they're in that fight for the last half an hour gives me some confidence. And if they can get over the top of this Dragons side early, um, they can put some early points on. And I see the Dragons really struggling um, because, let's be honest, the Broncos with two wins are almost out of finals contention at this point. They're 2-10, I believe. And, um, you know, Kevin Walters' first year is always going to be tough there. But the Dragons, they're still in finals contention. Their five wins and seven losses somehow find themselves in the top eight. They've got to be more direct with the football. Ben Hunt and Corey Norman really have to take control of this side, um, especially Corey Norman, considering he's fighting for a contract next year. Dufty isn't going to be re-signed by the Dragons. Anthony Griffin confirmed that. He's on the outer, but he's going to be looking to put a good foot forward, you'd think, as well, to get a new contract at another club. So they've got everything to play for. Um, they just need their forward pack to be able to get over the top of the Brisbane Broncos early. Um, they've been a little bit light up front so far this season, but I think the Jack Bird uh, addition helps them, and Jack DeBellin, if he's 
anywhere close to the footballer we saw play three years ago um, can really boost them when he comes onto the field. So um, it's a very back-and-forth game for me. I'm, I'm really struggling who to tip, but I'm actually leaning towards the Broncos for the upset in this game. The Dragons still have a pretty decent record against Brisbane, but I think... As I said, if we're going, if we're reading form lines, I think the Broncos are actually in a little bit better shape at the moment, and I think the Dragons do lose this game. That writes them off for finals contention in 2021. So a massive game tonight. I'm tipping the Broncos by four points. Every time I seem to tip the Broncos, they lose. So uh, Dragons fans, you should get excited by that news. The Soul Friday game shapes up to be the match of the round, very surprisingly, when the West Tigers host the Penrith Panthers up there at Leichhardt. We'll start with the Tigers and the Tigers... Had a good win last week. Uh, it was a pretty good performance against the Dragons. They haven't looked too good, and they've lost a lot of games they should have won this year, but that was a convincing victory. Um, a very good performance uh, by some of their key men. Dane Laurie, in particular, really uh, started in that game. And to be honest, the Dragons didn't throw too much at them, but the Tigers uh, won that game convincingly and took some big confidence from it, especially James Roberts, who played his first game in quite some time uh, on the wing for the Tigers. His start of the year and his last couple of years at the Rabbitohs haven't been fantastic, but it's good to see him um, get a couple of tries last week and start hitting some form, diversing the indestructible, uh, undefeated Penrith Panthers. And it's not the Penrith Panthers team we're used to seeing at all. And this is the most vulnerable I think we've seen Penrith all season. They're missing so many players due to state of origin. And, uh, you know, seven. Seven players out because they're in the New South Wales team. Obviously, their inspirational halfback, Cleary. His half-partner in Luai. Brian Toho. Abby Corusi has the 18th man, so he's out as well. Isaiah Yo, Moses Leota's out with an injury problem. And Liam Martin picked on the bench for the Blues as well. So, seven of their key men out. The side looks completely different on paper. Um... When you compare it to the West Tigers, they've only got Joe Offa and Gauhi out with Origin duties, and that big, that good, that big young player who's uh, got a pretty promising future, in my opinion, Stefano comes back on the bench, so I think he's a handy guy to have there to cover Offa and Gauhi. But let's look at the Panthers lineup, and it's almost completely unrecognisable, um, especially on the bench. They've got Dylan Edwards at fullback, Staines and Robert Jennings. Uh, on the wing, Robert Jennings, the new inclusion there. Croydon and Monotrosky, well, you know what you're going to get in the centres there. The Haas burden shifts out there, who's been playing some great football. Um, he's there with Tyro May, who's used to coming off the bench. And then in the forward pack, Spencer Liu, Fisher-Harris, you know them two. Uh, the forwards kick here. So some consistent figures there. But Mitch Kenny's back at hooker. Scott Sorison and Matt Eisenhuff. Um are the rest of the forwards on the bench. Uh, Siamon, Hopgood, Lindsay Smith, and Targo. So... Uh, a lot of experience on their bench. They've still got some experienced forwards there, but they're going to really have to step up if the Panthers are going to make it 13 wins to start the season. We've never seen it in the NRL era. This is, you know, territory, undiscovered kind of territory. Not used to any of this. It's unprecedented, and uh, we'll see how long they continue it for. But I honestly think that it might end this week. I think if the Tigers can start this game well and really build on what we saw in that Dragons victory... They can really push Penrith here and perhaps beat them and give them their first loss for the season. It was always going to be hard over Origin for Penrith. Um, they're down on troops. The Tigers took got some confidence last week. Michael Maguire is going to have them up and ready for this game. The question is whether they can show up and play two good games in a row, two good performances, the Tigers, because they haven't so far this year. They barely have at all over the last 10 years. And uh, Michael Maguire is 
almost out of you know answers to describe his team's uh, lack of any sort of form. So um, in front of the home crowd at Leichhardt, against an undefeated side like Penrith with so many troops out, the Tigers could gain massive confidence and they win this game. They're four wins, eight losses. It's a key point of their season. They win this game, suddenly they're five and eight, and they can really start making a run for the finals. If they're anywhere near serious about, you know, fixing their season, it's got to start this week. Their season's on the line. They've got to go now, and it's just whether Penrith can hold them out, and I think they can't. I mean, Penrith have got some great players still there. Dylan Edwards, Kikia, James Fisher-Harris, Matt Burden, who's on fire in the halves, but... I just feel like if you're looking at these sides on paper, the Tigers have the strongest side, and I think necessarily that doesn't always work out on the actual football field, but surely the Tigers win this match, and surely they're the ones that give Penrith their first loss of the season. It might be a huge call, but I've got the Tigers winning this game by 10 points. We're up to my favorite time of the week. Oh, wait. It's not a Super Saturday. There's only one game this Saturday, guys, and it takes place at the Sunshine Coast Stadium when the Melbourne Storm host the Gold Coast Titans. The Storm not being able to play at home due to the current COVID situation down there at Melbourne that uh, has forced State of Origin 1 to relocate, of course. And, you know, the Storm, they have plenty of people out this week, but they're traveling along really well. They're lucky enough to be able to welcome back Kenny Bromwich into the side this week and have guys like uh, Larimer, Lumi Lumi and Riley Jacks, all that have first grade experience to cover the losses of guys like Adokar, Kafusi, and of course the still out Paberhaus and Munster and Harry Grant. So they're down on troops a little bit, but it just seems like whoever they bring into their side um, really carries that professionalism and gets the job done, and, uh, you know, Craig Bellamy has really instilled a bunch of confidence into these young guys like um, Booth and Penney that have really stepped up in the absence of some of these big stars. They're versing a Gold Coast side um, that can't tackle anything at the moment. They're just going horrible, and they should have beat the Sharks. If they are serious about their finals hopes in 2021, they would have beat the Sharks, but they were absolutely awful in that game. Um, there's no cohesion in attack, um, whether it's Ash Taylor or Tanner Boyd with Jamil Fogarty, um, and you know their forward pack and just their defence in general just crumbles under any sort of pressure. It's terrible, and for me, they're the disappointments of the season with the Canberra Raiders. Both of those sides have been awful so far in 2021, and you know for the Titans, when you look at them, they've still won five games somehow. They're still five and seven. They're in a similar situation to the Dragons, but if they keep losing games um, and just keep being so soft at the middle, um, they're not going to even been in the finals conversation near the end of the season. So they really have to step up, and I don't know if it's possible for them based on what we've seen this year because, as I said, it doesn't matter who you put in this storm side. They're usually ready to step up. Nico Hines is in absolutely outstanding form at the moment, and you know it's just going to be interesting to see what happens when Pavahousen comes back into this team eventually. Does Hines go to 14, or does he go to the centers perhaps um, or on a wing? They've got to find a spot for him for sure because he is just a... A talent, and he signed with Cronulla early this week for a three-year deal. So that's a huge signing for Cronulla. But he's going to be off. You know, he's going to be setting a real standard uh, for this young Melbourne side this weekend. Combine him with the damaging runner of a halfback in Jerome Hughes. He's just on fire at the moment. I expect Melbourne to really get over the top of the times early and really put the uh, the foot to the throat, so to speak. I've got the Storm by 30 points in this game, and I just. I'm so disappointed by the Titans this year, and I just don't think they can get anywhere near 
a Melbourne side that's only at half strength, but a half strength Melbourne side is better than any close to full strength Gold Coast Titan side for sure, who are missing their best player in David Fafita. Which all leads to Sunday afternoon football, and without a doubt, one of the best places to have a sunny Sunday afternoon uh, game of football is Newcastle, and it's the Knights are going to be hosting the Parramatta Eels from McDonald Jones Stadium up there. Newcastle, they got a rare win last week against Manly. It was really on the back of their forward pack. Guys like David Clemmer and Daniel Saifidi really stood up. And then Connor Watson showed a little bit of class to make um, attacking opportunities happen and score a couple of tries. And then they defended their way to victory against the Manly side. That was off a little bit. But uh, all credit to Newcastle. They were helped a little bit by some rest decisions. Des Hasler, you know, had his opinion on that. But they deserved the win at the end of the day. And um, the problem for them is those guys, those big forwards like Saifidi and Clemmer, um, and Frizzell, who got injured as well, all going to be out this week, and some of them for several weeks. Barnett was instrumental. He's going to have to step up in their absence, and uh, they're versing a Parramatta Eels side that were really off the pace in that game against South City last week. Uh, Blake Ferguson's the casualty. He's been dropped this week because uh, Johnston and Gagai on that side just really absolutely dominated. And I question the defense of both the centers, uh, Obercheck and Blake. And it just seems like as Sturlo kind of dissected their defense on Sturlo's rap on YouTube on Monday, the defense is just compressing in and really just leaving guys like Blake Ferguson or Sevo, um, you know, free on one. And what can they do in that situation? So the Eagles have to really tighten their defense if they're going to be any chance to win a premiership Anytime soon. They haven't won one since 86. They've got a great squad and they've been their bouts for the last couple of years, but they just seem to go missing when they need to step up in big match situations at the end of the year. They just don't seem to be there. And, you know, their defense is going to be a key component. Imagine them versing a full-strength Melbourne side and, you know, be be really compressing their fence and leaving their, leaving their edges wide open. Melbourne will score 50, 60 points on you. You can't be doing that. Same as Penrith. So, um, Parramatta, it's a big week for them. They've lost a couple in a row. They really need to bounce back this week. Um, they do welcome back Dylan Brian, their regular 5'8". I know Jacob Arthur had a mixed few weeks. I thought he was pretty good in some opportunities um, that they got in attack. But his defense um, left a lot to be desired. Hayes Dunster comes in for Blake Ferguson, but for me, um, the Eagles forward pack, guys like Campbell Gillard, who, you know, was not picked for origin, Marnie, who should be playing, and guys like Papa Leahy, Nathan Brown, and Ryan Madison, or who did not get picked for their states, um, they should be making a big statement against the weakened Newcastle forward pack, and I just don't see how guys like uh, Sue, Brody Jones, and Lachlan Fitzgibbon can really uh, compete with this Eagles forward pack for 80 minutes. They should lay a platform on the back of their forwards, and the Eels should just roll over the top of the Newcastle, especially in the last 20 minutes of each half. So I've got Parramatta responding in this game, um, and they need a response because, as I said, it's been an unhappy couple of weeks. They need some confidence throughout the camp, and, um, you know, they've only lost three games for the season. They need to have one eye, you know, on, on being there and winning those big games when they come up, but they need to be having some confidence and taking some confidence into those big games because they've got Penrith in a few weeks, Parramatta. Um, and they really, they really need to show that they are contenders for the rest of 2021. It all starts in this game on Sunday afternoon. So I've got Parramatta by 14 in this game. But in front of their home crowd at Newcastle, um, I expect these young kids in Newcastle, guys like Jack Johns, getting their first opportunity uh, for the season to really, uh, to really try to make a statement and prove that they should be 
um, you know, long-term prospects for first grade. So I don't think they'll get it done too easy, Parramatta, but they should have too much class uh, when it matters, especially in the forward pack. All right, those are my tips for round 13, the shortened round of the Telstra Premiership, uh, the first of two that we're getting this year. Just to recap, I've got the Brisbane Broncos defeating the Dragons on Thursday, Friday Night Football. I've got the Tigers being the team, surprisingly, to knock off the undefeated Penrith Panthers. Saturday, I've got the Storm being way too strong for the Titans. And on Sunday afternoon, I've got Parramatta getting back into form against the Newcastle Knights. We go over to Steve's best bet. There's only four games this week, so I think... Uh, you can go a lot worse than just going the Brisbane Broncos head-to-head. They're paying about $3. I think they're a good chance tonight. So get on board the Brisbane Broncos and just hope that they can get it done um, in the second half, which they've you know been known to fall away at points during the season. So um, that's it for the show. It's a shorter show this week. As I said, remember to check out uh, Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. Please like that page. And next week, we've got two special shows coming up. I've got the Round 14 action. That's all coming your way on Thursday. But on Tuesday morning, Steve's State of Origin Game 1 preview comes out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Remember to check that out. And uh, thank you guys for your support. I got some messages early in the week um, from some fans that have said they're really enjoying the show. So thank you guys for the feedback. And I'll see you guys next week on Steve's NRL Footy Tips.